Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hey there, friends and fellow runners. Whether you're already pounding the pavements or trails or you're just dreaming about lacing up those running shoes, I'm excited to welcome you to episode 107 of the podcast. Whether you're a new or you're a seasoned runner, running is a passion that you deeply connect with. So in this episode, we'll dive into the topic of optimizing your running form. And to do so, we're going to talk about biomechanics. Why does it matter? Well, because poor form can lead to injuries, which can interrupt your running journey. And so by improving your form, you will unlock efficiency and you'll prevent setbacks, allowing you to fully embrace the sport that you love. In preparation for today's episode, I did a little research first on running-related injuries, because I thought that would be interesting just to have some stats to talk about. Because once we have a picture of that, it'll make a lot more sense why it's important to work on biomechanics. So according to two different articles that I looked at by one by Runner's World, the other one by Yale Research, nearly half of all recreational runners sustain injuries. The most common one being knee injuries and the second most common one, Achilles tendon and calf injuries, according to these articles. Interestingly enough, when I pulled three different Facebook groups today in preparation also, members in those groups actually said the same. 20% of respondents said knee as the primary injury and 18% said Achilles tendon calves. After that, it was foot injuries, hip injuries, IT band injuries, shin splint, plantar fasciitis, and then more very specific running injuries. So I'm curious if you've experienced any of these injuries, runner friends. Now, the articles also mentioned that Runners with a previous injury were almost twice as likely to sustain a running-related injury as those without one. And new runners tend to have a higher injury incident rate and also seem to actually running-related injuries seem to be the biggest reason that new recreational runners quit. So I think it's very important that we talk about this because obviously... We don't want runners to quit. We want runners to find solutions for these injuries. So another stat that they mentioned that I thought would be interesting to share with you guys is that 
recreational runners will on average, according to the article in Runner's World, experience at least one injury in about 225 hours, which is an interesting way of phrasing it. But that breaks down to 900 miles for a runner who runs a 15-minute mile or 1,350 miles for a runner who runs a 10-minute mile or 1,800 miles for a runner who runs a seven and a half minute mile. So the risk of being injured as a runner is real. Obviously, we don't want to quit. So educating ourselves is always helpful. Now, some causes of injuries, running injuries, according to a physical therapist cited in the runner's world article were risk factors that included mismanagement of training load and that would be volume or type of runs would be my guess experience as well as biomechanics she also went on to say that training load is usually only tracked externally which would be mileage typically runners don't track the internal load which would be heart rate level of fatigue maybe intensity. You can think about it this way that 10 minutes or 10 miles, excuse me, run on tired legs versus 10 miles run on fresh legs will feel very different or have a very different impact, obviously, on the body. Often, as she's pointing out, this is not tracked. Just the actual 10 miles is tracked. So today we're going to focus on proper running form, the biomechanics of running. And once I started understanding good running form, it became clear how much more enjoyable running also became for me. A lot of the research I found highlights the same tips. I feel the biggest difference is how much in detail these different sources go in explaining it so that you, the runner, can take it and run with it, pun intended. So I'll be using Chi running as the basis for talking running form today because I found that it made running feel good to me. It has helped me self-assess my running form. You know I've talked about it on the show, but it bears repeating. Your running form is something that you'll be consistently checking in on as you run for the rest of your life. So alignment first. Let's start with alignment, which can be divided into two types, postural alignment and directional alignment. Postural alignment involves maintaining a straight line from your ankle to your hip, shoulder, and head both when you're standing and you're in your support stance. So remember, running is a unilateral sport, meaning it's a one-legged sport, right? We, we're constantly on just one leg at a time when we run, or we we're, we're actually have no feet on the ground sometimes. So remember to align yourself with a gentle pull of gravity which enhances your energy efficiency. This way you're not trying to overcome gravity, which will act on you no matter where you are, unless you're in outer space. Instead, fall into it a little bit for energy efficiency, right? So practicing this controlled 
falling forward against a wall with your arms up in 90 degrees so that you can catch yourself, can train you to find that sweet spot. And we're really not talking a whole lot of angle at all. But I want you to feel that you're falling from your ankles, right? And so you've got the your hands up in the wall to catch you. If you start feeling calf strains, that tells you that you're falling too much, right? And make sure that you're not just leaning or tilting from your hips. You need to fall actually from your ankles. Otherwise, you're not, you're not using gravity. You're not using the pull of gravity. The other alignment is directional alignment. It's often overlooked, but it's crucial for optimal running form. Ensure that all your limbs move in the direction that you're heading. So your feet should point forward. Your arms should swing back and forth, not sideways. Your upper body should face forward without excessive rotation. So visualize headlamps on your shoulders, shining a steady light ahead. Poor directional alignment will reduce efficiency and it may lead to injuries. Imagine if your car had misaligned tires. You wouldn't drive it, would you? The same applies to your body when you're running. Check your feet. Are they pointing forward 12 o'clock? Or are they pointed 1 o'clock or 11 o'clock? Now, next is moving from your core. So let's tap into the power of your core. By moving from your center, you allow the larger muscles to do the heavy lifting while letting the smaller ones rest. Lift from the crown of your head as if a string is gently pulling you upward. This not only improves your posture, but it also engages your core. Do you remember the sit-up in your chair exercise that I mentioned on another podcast episode? I'll go over it again here so you can give it a try. So sit in a chair or on a bench that has a back rest. Allow yourself to lean back and relax. Now sit up straight and just do this two or three times, right? So lean back, relax, sit up straight. And then I want you to really notice what it feels like every time you sit up straight. Each time you do that, your core engages. So it doesn't have to be a big crunch that you do on the floor to engage your core. Just sitting up straight in your chair like that with good posture, with your, with your lifting from the crown or your head, excuse me, will actually engage your core, right? So give it a few more tries so that you really know what that feels like and then implement it during your runs. Lifting from the crown counters gravity and it makes you running more effortless. So to efficiently engage your core while you're running, it's essential to have a level pelvis. If your pelvis is tipped forward, your core strength remains untapped. So stand in good posture, lift your crown and contract 
your lower abs by lifting the front side of your pelvis. And once your pelvis is level, you'll notice reduced hip swaying from side to side. You can just lift your feet up one at a time. And once your level is, or you, excuse me, once your pelvis is level, you notice reduced hip swaying. You can try this by practicing not leveling your pelvis and lifting your feet. And you'll notice that your hip or your hips sway a little bit. And this side to side movement that you notice is a common cause of hip bursitis and IT band syndrome. I had excruciating hip bursitis pain. I didn't realize it was my unleveled pelvis that was causing it. And so by leveling your pelvis, you can alleviate these issues and you can improve your overall running experience. So this was just kind of quick and dirty on biomechanics and running form, really. If you want to explore running form more, check out the following episodes that talk more about specific form focuses. So on the podcast are episode 54, 64, 72, 74, and 77. You can find those and you can listen to those and get more, more information on running form. I'll also link Chi Running Form resources in the show notes so that you can go check those out. So before we wrap up, here's a fun exercise for you. Grab a friend or a family member who can film you while you run. Find a track or a parking lot or any open space where you can run back and forth without exiting the video frame, really. And then ask the person videoing you to capture you from the side in both directions and also from the front and the back. And so this will give you a pretty comprehensive view of your running form. Watch the video and pay attention to your posture your your hips, your pelvis, your shoulders, are you rotating them? Your stride length. Notice what your form looks like. Notice what your posture looks like. It's pretty, it becomes pretty clear once you have a video of it. It's an eye-opening experience and it'll help you fine-tune your form. Give it a try and I'll be curious to know what you notice. Send me an email share it, let me know, maybe in the Facebook community. All right, runner friend, that's it for this week. If you enjoy this podcast, please give it a five-star review and share it with a running friend who you think might love it. Until next week. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world just one run at a time.